If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and this week I am pumped to talk about Xbox and all things related to gaming with my guy, Mr. Paris Lilly, and his homie, you notice Gary Witt is out, so I had to call him the big guns, my dude, the captain, Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio, and now G4 Danny, I'll start with you. What up, homie? How are you, my friend? Uh, th- thanks for the invite, Mike, because it wasn't Paris. It was actually you that invited me. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely <laughs> wouldn't have been. You're right about that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been great, man. It's been great. I haven't been on, I think it's been like a year or so that yeah. I haven't been on Ascas, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything is good, man. You know, I just got married a couple of weeks ago. Woo! Uh, very happy about that. Um, and yeah, still doing the podcast, very busy with work at G4, and yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff coming up. A lot of cool stuff. Congratulations, of course, on the marriage. That's awesome, Danny. You know that. And I can't wait to talk to you about G4 in just a moment, but I got to introduce my guy. He's our captain. He's the man. He's the guy. We always love him. Paris Lilly, what's going on, gaming dad? How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to selfishly promote something um, that that I've been doing behind the scenes, as Danny loves to say a lot, um, over over the past few months. Um, I've been working with Microsoft and more specifically Game Camp New Orleans. Um, it's it, it's a program that they started last year, and then here we are with the 2022 version of it. Um, I this week um, I was able to do a virtual uh, fireside chat with kevin johnson um he's a uh director over at double fine and we got to sit down and kind of just talk about his his journey um through game development how he got to where he is at, at double fine um and talked about game camp new orleans the importance of that we talked about diversity and inclusion in in the gaming industry and more specifically in game development uh it was a fantastic conversation um i'm i'm just it was one of the coolest things that I've ever been a part of being a part of game camp New Orleans. And, um, I hope to be able to talk about it more in, in the future, but it, it, I mean, it was just awesome. So I, I just really appreciate Microsoft for extending that invite to me and allowing me to be a part of this process over, over the past few months. Um, it's definitely been enriching and enlightening, not only for myself, but I think for all the people that were part of game camp New Orleans and just the importance of that, of getting more people of color, into STEM, into which is science, technology, engineering, and math, but more specifically on the game development side so that we can have more diversity in our game development and the games that we all love to play. So again, thank you to Microsoft for extending that invite and allowing me the opportunity to be a part of it. Heck yeah, congratulations, Paris. I know that was something you and I talked about before and how exciting it was. So congratulations to you, how rad and 
Hopefully we can learn more about that very, very soon for our audience to check it out. Danny, you are my guest. You're me and Paris's guest here on the X-Cast. And we got to talk to you. Okay, because you were over at Gamertag Radio. We've talked all about that podcast. It's incredible. Please go check it out. But you're doing some big things over at G4. And I know you have done some actually awesome and incredible things over there through the power of that. So how's it been at G4? Let's talk about the journey and some cool things that happen over there. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, you know, I I've been uh, you know booking a lot of guests on the show on X Play. Uh, shout out to the whole X Play team over there at G Four. Yeah, and uh, just recently uh, I worked with uh, with Reggie Fizemi. Uh We did a Gamesby Summit a keynote uh, speaking or fireside chat. That was really really fun. And from there, I took him right away to to the studio to record some stuff over there. So that was really cool. I also had a uh, David Banner on. Uh, for those that are into like hip hop, he's one of the characters also in uh, Dev Jam, the Dev Jam game, because uh, we did like a whole look about the history about the game, the good and the bad, and we talked a lot about behind the scenes with David Banner. So that was like a lot. One of my favorite projects I worked on so far there, man. So Lance Reddick, he's in the new. Resident Evil uh, TV series is coming up in July, uh, July fourteenth on Netflix. Uh, so we talked to him while playing Destiny, and he also gave a shout out to Paris because uh, you know I know Paris is a huge a Destiny fan. You know, what, so. one one of the highlights of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. That's yeah, and and also uh, I think it was last month uh, I got together with my crew at X Play, and also I got to see Greg Miller there. We got to play uh, Evil Dead, the game with Bruce Campbell and his son. That was one of my highlights <laughs> so far since working with her, man. So it's been great. Been having a great time, man, over there, man. Very, great time. I work at G4. That's really rad, Danny. It's awesome that you're doing that and you're bringing in some really cool guests. I'm going to have to definitely ping you for the David Banner stuff after that because I am a fan. And you roasting Paris was pretty great. So shout out to that as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah. just so cool. You know, like I know a lot of people who listen and watch you know G4 from the olden days, right? Now rebrand, bringing it back and like to a new world and all these new faces. What has that been like for you to be a part of that? And also to see a lot of these on-camera talents kind of like get their face out there. What's that like? Yeah, it's been great working with the, the whole talent and and also working with, with Kevin Perra and and, uh, and the legend also Adam Sessler. It's been great working with them. Uh, I've been... Uh, you know, talking behind the scenes of stuff that we like to do in the future with, with the the whole talent. Actually, we were actually, uh, we're actually going to the Star Wars celebration, and that's in a couple of weeks here in Anaheim, and that's gonna be my first time attending. You know, and who knows what what type of video game content we get to see from there. And uh, and yeah, we were, we're excited about Summer Game Fest, Xbox Showcase. We want to cover all that stuff, man. That, that's a, that's a great time for all of us to celebrate just gaming overall, man. With everybody, you know. So that's the part I'm really really excited of, uh, for the future. You know, so awesome stuff. Well, if you need more gaming stuff, you can go check out G4, see the stuff and all the cool guests that Danny's bringing on to that. And of course, go check out Gamer Tag Radio as well, where these two and the team over there talk way more games as well. But guys, we got to talk about Xbox and Bethesda Summer Showcase. We had a small bomb, okay, a big bomb drop this week that we need to talk about on the podcast. So let's get into it. But before all that, let me hit you with the housekeeping. This is the kind of funny X cast we post. Each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. Go do me a favor. Make somebody smile today and go share this podcast with somebody you love. Let them know, hey, you like gaming? You like Xbox? Go check out the Kind of Funny Xcast 
Also, don't forget if you are buying games off the Epic Game Store on PC or if you're upgrading your look in Fortnite with some sweet V-Bucks, please use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout as we are now Epic Games Partners. And talking about support, want to give a big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon for the month of May. Our Patreon producers are Anonymous, Fargo Brady, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder, ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, and Casey Andrews. And thank you to our sponsors for the week, Me Undies and Credit Karma, where myself and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit. Harrison, Danny, I know you guys are in the know, and I'm sure everyone listening is in the know. But just in case you don't know, Xbox and Bethesda have announced that Redfall and Starfield are going to experience delays into the front half of 2023. So a big bombshell was dropped here on Thursday. The official Bethesda Twitter account tweeted out the following regarding the delays. It reads, we've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield for the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games. And we want to ensure that they receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires us all or, or inspires all of us every day and di- drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. So that was what was tweeted from the main Bethesda account. Danny, what were your initial reactions to the two big delays? I mean, I have, I'm not surprised um, about this announcement. Uh, I, you know what? I want Bethesda and everyone uh, to take their time on developing games. I want to, I want to have a great experience once it comes out. You know, I don't want to go through the same thing like Cyberpunk, for example. You know, we were super hyped about that game. Came out, uh, I finished the game, but just the experience overall was not that great. You know, so. Um, I'm excited about Starfield. I know uh, by them delaying it um, because of everything that's happening with the pandemic, I think that's good, man. Uh, the, the thing that I really don't like, and this is from every company, I've been saying this for years, and Paris Paris knows I've been saying this. I'm not a fan when a company announces a game really early with no date. I think uh, if you're planning to announce a game that's already done and it's already ready for, for retail, then announce a date, like something like, uh, I think it was a Fallout 4, but that's like the way how they did it. They announced it a couple mo- months after that, the game got released. I think that's better than announcing games with no dates. It, it drives me insane. And then t- most of the time, companies will stay quiet, not say anything about the game for a while. And uh, and the reason why companies will do that is for the consumers to go out there and, and pre-order the systems and get excited, maybe pre-order the game too early. So... Um, I'm happy that this game got delayed. Uh, take, please take your time. At the end of the day, it's all about communication between the, the companies and consumers. And I think this was the, the right move for, for Microsoft and Bethesda. Paris and Danny, uh, of course, Paris knows here on the X-Cast, I was really looking forward to Starfield. This was my game of the year. I was super excited for, and I know many others, right? And as an Xbox gamer, we've had a very quiet, a dry start to the year. And we were really looking at that Summer 2022, Redfall, and then possibly, you know, 11-11-22 was supposed to be Starfield. And that was kind of going to carry us on this back half of a kind of quiet year. 
and Paris, I, I am really disappointed. I am saddened. And we always talk about it is good to have the delay to get the better game. But I look forward and I go, man, there goes my Xbox first party titles. There is why I'm subscribing to Game Pass. But I know you always break it down for me in the right way. So let's talk about it first. What were your initial reactions? to? Uh, my initial reaction was disappointment. Um, it was a bummer to to hear that just like you i was highly anticipating starfield like it literally i think the day before i think i was even saying with starfield let's not prejudge the game let's let the game you know talk for itself right let's wait until we see gameplay before we start we let our enthusiasm get the best of us and we overhype it and then obviously we got the news the next day that it was delayed along with redfall so it was disappointing to hear because i was anticipating playing both of these games this year and to know that now they're delayed until the, you know, the first half of 2023, I'm with Danny that delay the game. If, the, if they're not ready, they're not ready, period, point blank. You delay them, get it right, make, get them as polished as you possibly can, and then put them out. We're all in agreement on that. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Here's where I think the issue is. Phil Spencer actually said this best himself when he tweeted about this. And, and I, I was saying this to Danny already, but... This is probably the first time I read a Phil Spencer tweet and I could hear the disappointment in it. Like you, you can tell that they are disappointed by this delay as well. And I think what he said on the back end of that tweet is what stood out to me the most. It's about the quality and the consistency coming from Xbox game studios. To me, that's the issue here because you know, perception is reality and Xbox still has not shaken that perception that they can't deliver these, these quality games on a consistent basis. And by having both of these games delayed, it just feeds into that. So I, I, I think the big thing out of this, and we'll obviously see on June 12th, what the showcase looks like, what we're going to get the rest of this year. I think from a, a, a game standpoint, there's going to be new experiences to have in 2022 coming from xbox whether they partner with third parties whatever the case may be but i think the other part of this is game pass look love it hate it whatever it doesn't matter we know they are in the subscription business they are in the game pass business everything they do revolves around game pass they're trying to build that subscription service these two delays hurt that in 2022 they 100 do there's just no way around that people that may have been on the fence about getting game pass are probably going to pause now and go, well, maybe I should wait until 2023 before I subscribe. And you're also going to have the effect of people who may be up for renewal. 2022 goes, why am I renewing right now? Maybe I should wait until 2023 to do that. So that's why June 12th is going to be very interesting for them to see what their short-term roadmap looks like on what can I expect in the next six to nine months coming from xbox to be able to play and is that going to be available on game pass should i subscribe to it um you know i i use the term a lot you know in my day job short-term pain for long-term success i think right now xbox is going to take their lumps here in the short term but i do think long term i do think they will still be fine but i i think inside of xbox game studios they clearly see the need for quality this is why starfield and redfall are being delayed let's not rush them out we want a quality experience even with halo infinite with our our issues with the lack of content post-launch it launched in a fantastic state no one argues that either right 
they want that same thing for Starfield and Redfall. They want that for all their games moving forward. That's why they delayed them. But it's the consistency that they have to get to. And I'm not even talking about what Matt Booty said about getting a game out every quarter. But you can't go, and we've already talked about this on Xcash, you can't go the whole first half of 2022 with nothing. And then the things everyone was anticipating on the back half of 2022, poof, gone. What am I playing? We, I right now have no idea what I'm playing from Xbox Game Studios the rest of this year. I'm sure we're going to find out on June 12th. But that's the problem. I don't know. I didn't have anything before. I don't know what's coming after. And that's the issue. That's the thing they got to course correct on. That's the thing they got to prove to us as the consumers that, yes, we, we, we have that consistency that you're looking for. Here are the things that you can expect. And to Danny's point, I, I completely agree with him. We have to stop this thing where we're announcing games so far out in the future that every time we come around in June, I'm just seeing the same trailer over and over, and I still have no idea when it's coming out. Um, clearly, a year ago, they were confident in 11-11-2022, or they wouldn't have said it, right? So in hindsight, obviously, they shouldn't have said it. The same with Redfall. They kind of put a date on that because they did say summer. 2022 it's unfortunate they they missed on both of those target dates i'm pretty sure moving forward they're going to be very careful about putting dates on games and you probably won't actually hear an actual date for a game until it is very close to actually launching and i think from a consumer standpoint that's probably the best practice because we don't want to build up all this anticipation for something with an actual date and then you pull the rug from us six months ahead of time or whatever the case, right? I get there's marketing, there's pre-orders. You want to give us some kind of idea on when a game is coming out, but still in this pandemic, coming out of this pandemic, we've talked many times about how it's delayed game development. People have been yelling at me on social media about it. That's fine. I stick by what I say, mm -hmm. but this obviously has played some role in it, right? I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but fact remains over the next couple of years, who knows <laughs> when it comes to when a game's coming out because i would even argue and i'm probably wrong but to the best of my knowledge has there been a game that's come out since 2020 that hasn't been delayed at some point i think they all have or at least good 85 to 90 percent of them have and that's the point we're in it we're in an era right now because of the pandemic and the hybrid remote work that it's caused that Everything's up in the air. So I'm sure this is a huge lessons learned for Xbox. Um, they'll learn from it. But now June 12th is going to be a very interesting showcase because we just don't know. Again, even in the Bethesda uh, statement, we hope to show you gameplay soon. Not we're showing you gameplay at the Xbox showcase. So maybe they don't even know at this point if mm -hmm. we're going to see it at the showcase. So. It's going to be interesting to see. And I know I talked a lot. I'm sorry, but it's all good. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it, Mike. Well, I'm used to I, cutting me I off. I love it. Seconds, I love so it. I love it. I let him go. I let him go. I do want to say one thing because uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a, a couple of developers, because I mentioned this on Twitter, and a couple of developers hit me up saying, usually when companies announce a game really early, they show like the trailer announcement and everything. The reason why they do that is because they're looking for developers for to work on the project. So this is like another way to recruit, get people excited, and mm. they want people to be excited to work in the studio. So that's another thing that, over us, we really don't talk about that that side of the business, but that happens all the time. Every time we see like a big, huge announcement from gaming companies. 
That's good right there, Danny. I, I like that. And I, I see that as a recruiting tool, right? You show that initial CGI, the vision, and it's mm -hmm. a great way to get people interested. Danny, Paris brought it up, and there's actually a lot of stuff that we need to break down and talk about. But Paris did bring up June 12th. We talk about the Xbox and uh, Bethesda Summer Showcase. And right there at the end, just like you said, we can't wait to share our first deep dive into gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Now, Danny, I look to you. We've just delayed these games a year, possibly six months, whatever it may be. Are we really coming out with gameplay at this showcase? Are we going to have a Halo Infinite situation where that first showing, we all nitpicked it, right? And they went back to the drawing board for a full year. Are we really going to show gameplay of Starfield and Redfall if we already know they're delayed? They're clearly not ready. Do you think they do come out like that? I mean, it all depends on the messaging. They could show, let's just say they could show gameplay, right? But you don't want also the consumer to be angry after watching that presentation, too. It, it, the way how they present it, too. Like, it doesn't have to be during the showcase. It could be also during Gamescom in August. So at least they have more time to polish whatever they're going to show, right? So I think that would be a great thing. I personally think it will be easier for Bethesda maybe to show a game like uh, Redfall than, than Starfield because originally that game was going to come out now and during the summer, right? So I think that will be something that I, I could see that happening during the showcase. But Starfield, maybe Gamescom or wait until the right moment, you know, have a, a special digital presentation for, for the fans. I think that, that will work. Um, besides that, I, you know, I would love to see something a roadmap like what powers are saying that's going to get not only me but everybody else excited not only for game pass but just excited about xbox overall man you know show us some third-party announcements you know there's been you know rumors about partnership that we might see announced at, at xbox showcase or, or maybe in a couple of weeks maybe during summer game Pass. who knows but i'm very excited about that part you know uh, show us some some third-party exclusive or something you know uh question from the, from the peanut gallery here right you, yes, you've got yes. both of these titles you know, like we said, Redfall was supposed to be the summer. When in the summer? Because that that is a very kind of vague, three four month window, right? Uh, potentially, this game is getting delayed at least six months. You have to assume. Uh, Starfield didn't surprise me. I had actually been guessing that Starfield would be delayed out of this year because you had that smite. You had that tight one month window so if that game even needed to be pushed a little bit that game was not going to make it this year right. the thing that really gave me pause was redfall of like i would have assumed three weeks ago of like okay starfield's getting pushed out this year they're probably going to put redfall and star uh where starfield was the fact that it's not also not making this uh year um i i one to bring it back of do we even see redfall uh at least at uh, their presentation in a couple weeks i really do wonder of like do they show it that early if they need to be pushing it this uh, this far, right? Um, and what is the state of that game if they had to push it? Uh, personally? The, yeah. Personally, I would show either one of them at the showcase, mm. and here's why. We're now that it's been made this big public display about the delay, and we know first half of 2023 could literally be a year from now before we get any of those games. You want to make sure when you show it, and again, the Halo Infinite stuff comes into this too. When you show gameplay, it better be a true representation of what I will experience when I have the controller in my hand or people, or you're just going to make people upset again. So I would, I would, I would not want to see gameplay that is, that could potentially change by the time it comes out. 
So in, in that vein, I'm kind of like what Danny was saying. I would probably hold it off until the end of the year, make it its own thing towards end of the year. Maybe they do a XO event, something like that. Here's the world premiere of Starfield. Maybe Jeff Keeley comes walking down the aisle and go, I, I got you the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Here you go. First look at Redfall. I don't know. But I would hold off showing anything right now. Let cooler heads prevail. Put your head down. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, it's been delayed. Let it stay delayed. Focus on the things that we actually will play this year. To me, that to, to me, that would be the more important thing on June 12th. Rumored at Forza, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. You know, you know, I mean? you know why that's, that's important though, Paris? Because now you're showing confidence by doing that. By not showing those games, at least you have other games to show. Yeah. And that will get the consumers excited, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because totally because uh, I actually go back on something I said prior to this news. Remember before we were talking about Halo Infinite, I was like, I wouldn't show Halo, no Halo Infinite content, nothing at this showcase. Guess what? I, I think I might show some Halo Infinite content. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> again, if they got some big plans for season three, yeah. if you want to get people engaged, like, all right, maybe, maybe you do talk about it now. Maybe you do show it. I don't know. Because... Mm-hmm. I've always been under the contention that 20, 2022 is going to be a kind of a gap year where we weren't going to get a lot of stuff. You're like, yeah, we got all the stuff at the beginning of the year because that was really holdover stuff that got delayed from 2021. But then I was like, we're going to go a long time before we see any more stuff in 2022. And even when we do get stuff like, look, the, the kind of funny draft, I've just thrown everything in there. I'm done. I, I, yeah. just, I don't know. But I wasn't expecting much anyways. And now you're taking those two major players off the board. It's, it's, it's not going to be a lot. It's not going to be a lot. I, I just personally think I, I could be completely wrong. We'll see. But I'm thinking you're going to see a, a emphasis on a lot of indie titles. And I'm already telling people jump into that backlog. There's so many games you could be uh, playing in your yeah. backlog right now anyway. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Harrison, Danny, I want to get real for a minute with both of you right now. We look at these delays and let's talk about Redfall and Starfield just this last one and we'll move forward with some other stuff out of this but it says the first half of 2023 Paris you told me and we've talked about it about Halo Infinite possibly stood still be delayed and coming out later on right it's just not ready with a game this big that is Starfield right tied to Bethesda Fallout 76 the baggage of all these games and the new IP should this game just come out November 2023 are we sure it should be front half of this should we if, just give them a full nine months? Or to, you if, know, if that's what it takes. Years. If it needs that amount of time, I'm pretty sure they'll give it that amount of time because you don't want to launch this content light. And we obviously still don't know the exact details of how this RPG is going to work. Um, maybe maybe they're, they're, they got plenty of content. Maybe this is literally quality time. Let's squash the bugs because, again, let's go back to Bethesda. What has been their reputation for a decade? They launch buggy games, yeah. and I'm I'm sh- pretty sure they don't want Redfall or Starfield to come out of the gate buggy and continue that reputation. They want a quality experience out the gate. So maybe this extra six to nine months, whatever the case it might be, is needed to make sure it is as QA'd as it possibly can be. And I'm fine with that. That's what I mean. Ultimately, the delay helps the game. I mean, big picture, I can wait a few more months to get Starfield. And if it's a great experience, we're not even talking about this, right? So take all the time you need. And if we get to this time next year and they realize it's still not ready, push it on down the road to something else. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would rather them do that because as we talk about Halo Infinite, 
this is the example where, and we just had Joe on talking about it. It probably should still not be out. If if it were up to me, if I was a decision maker, I probably would have held it to probably September of this year and then launched it. Because that way you would have had the code. We've already talked about it a million times, but then you would have had more content ready to go. And I think it would have just been a better long-term experience with people staying engaged with it versus, you know, the community has pretty much dropped off the population of people playing that game right now. Danny, Danny, he, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you a question, Danny. So go yeah. for it. Big no, the, the, what I was going to say is, you know, I, I get where Paris is coming to, but, but again, from the business side, we don't know what exactly. is it they're doing behind the scenes yeah. of like the marketing and the lineup that they have for now for next year for 2023 because if you push that game like starfield all the way to november that probably will mess up whatever major game was supposed to come out during that time too you don't want to have so many of the same type of games during the same time for hey, xbox Danny. i think what 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 happened is it, is it fable hey we'll talk about that later <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways what i was saying there was a year uh, again history 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 if you go back during the Xbox 360 generation, there was a year that there were so many games. And I remember Paris, we were at E3, and we were talking to the person that was in charge of uh, first-party studios during that time. Um, I can't remember his name. Shane, Shane Kim. Shane yeah, Kim. Shane there Kim. You go. Mm -hmm. So we were talking to him, and we told him, do you think releasing too much content is that good? For, for Xbox, and he goes, look, man, not everybody's going to buy RPGs, not everybody's going to buy racing or, or first-person shooters, and there's going to be a very low uh, amount of people that will buy everything because they're just fans of Xbox, you know? So that's the part that I'm kind of, like, figuring, like, what is it they're going to do now if they're pushing these two games next year? What about the rest of 2023? Is it going to be too much throughout the whole year? It's going to be great for Game Pass because it's monthly content you you get what i'm saying so that's the part i'm like eh, we'll see we'll see but i'm i'm wondering what is it that we supposed to be excited now because every year for xbox during the month of november there's always that major game and starfield was supposed to be that game now what we're not going to get to see anything it's going to be similar to what happened with the the launch of the series x and s there was nothing during that time of november you know so lack of like the content wasn't that great <laughs> But that's where it comes back to the consistency where, yeah, you know, you get consistent that I know, all right, we're getting to this time of year. I can expect X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be releasing and, and I'm going to be able to play. And then you obviously throughout the year, you're going to have more indie titles and third party stuff. They'll be in game pass as well. That's ultimately where they want to be. It is, it is interesting. Like you said, with, with Shane Kim, cause I'm pretty sure that was 2007, which is arguably the greatest gaming year ever. Mm -hmm. um, is there too much? that could all come out at once. I'm, I'm with you that I don't think so, as long as it's different genres of stuff. You don't want 10 first-person shooters to all come out at once. If you got different types of RPG shooters, adventures mm -hmm. game, third party, like if you have a diversity of titles that all come out, that's mm -hmm. where it's like, there's gonna be something for everyone to be able mm -hmm. to play. So yeah. I'm sure that's where they wanna get to with Xbox Game Studios. They got, is it 30 studios now? I forget the exact number, but they got so many studios working on stuff and i think and i'll be quiet after this i think that's where the frustration comes from from fans like you know me i i, I go in those twitter streets i'll go into spaces and, right, and, and I, pur I purposely went into some spaces when this yeah. news launched because i wanted to hear what people in the community were thinking and there was a lot of frustration and anger over this and the main thing that was coming out was 
Xbox Game Studios has they have all these studios. You tell me you're working on all these different things. You announced all this stuff in 2020 that you're doing all these games, but yet where are they? And obviously the pandemic has something to do with that. But even beyond that, it's like, when are you going to deliver? When are you going to stop telling me next year? I want it to be this year. That's kind of the frustration that you hear. I heard people saying, why am I subscribing to Game Pass if you're not giving me the games from your own internal studios and all I'm getting is these third parties and indies? I want new experiences from your internal studios that you promised me, but I'm not getting them. Maybe I should unsubscribe. Maybe I need to wait. These are the conversations that are happening. And I think what that's why Phil said, hey, we hear you. I'm sure they're seeing this feedback as well, but they have to start delivering at some point. They just do. I mean, there's there's no way around that. And what we got this week, they're going to take their lumps the rest of this year, 100%. But when we get into 2023, they got to deliver. They do. Mm-hmm. We talk about the big moment right now, and we talk about where we stand. Let's talk about how Xbox and Microsoft can win us all back as gamers and also elevate with Game Pass, right? Like you just brought up, Paris. I looked at you guys, and I said, I'm here for Game Pass for the day and date first parties. I love the indies and the third-party partnerships you bring, but I'm here for the Halos day one, the Forza Horizons. I'm not getting that this year, right? So what is the justification? How do you elevate and sell me on this Game Pass? So for the both of you, as we head into June 12th and beyond, and we look at the calendar of games, how does Xbox win us back as gamers here? What is the big checkbook move that you are doing if you can bust it out for a certain game? Uh, for me, I would love to see, you know, Hellblade. I think that would be a great game. We got to see already multiple times presentations of that game, right? And the last one was during uh, the Game Awards. I think that would be the perfect game to release later this year, man. You know, there's wow. nothing that I know of that they've been showing. I think that's the one that it looks like it's ready. You know, um, that would be cool. Um, every game that they showed last year, give us some some updates. Show some gameplay something that's going to get us excited. You know, the the worst thing you could do and a lot of these a lot of companies have done this, they'll show they'll announce a game and we don't hear anything for like 4 or 5 years. You know, um I I think there was one a long time ago. Uh I think this was during the PlayStation E3 that they showed Agent. Everybody was super excited. Oh, this could be the next new Rockstar game. Remember that? That never came out. So Show us games that's ready. Show us games that is coming out hopefully this year. And um, Mike, one thing that I was thinking about too, originally Xbox, when they release games during the summer, when this is always, when they, when they promote games that's saying that it's coming out during the summer, it's always during the August, August month around there. Usually because they'll release a game in August, then they'll release another game almost monthly, September, October, and then the big one in November. And this happened uh multiple times and they started ba- way back um when it was uh summer of arcade i think it was called for for the xbox 360 mm-hmm. during that time so and we've seen that before with xbox i think there was a couple years back the release forza i think it was in september october they released another game and then they had uh gears in november you know so they could do something like that uh in the future for especially for this year it doesn't have to be triple main main games but it could also be uh, exclusive indie games too that we might see that come out during this year too. Great maybe concept. a little, maybe a little Cuphead. We partner up with them, put them back in Game Pass. A little Cuphead DLC as well mm-hmm. for Game Pass. Like mm-hmm. I've written down a couple of Phil bust out the checkbook type games, right? And I look at it, it's like okay, Saints Row. 
what do we got to do here? Can we con- Can we talk with Saint Row, Gotham Knights, Team, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge? What is that big marquee title that I was going to spend sixty dollars on that you can win me back on with this subscription, right? Or do I just need to buy that by myself and drop the fifteen dollars subscription for the X amount of months to make that back up? It's really interesting, and I like that you bring up Hellblade because me and Paris and Gary talked about Hellblade too, right? Of is that an early Q1 2023? We've seen gameplay. Where's the date for this game? And that might be the big wow factor. Forza as well. You look at other games, Scorn. Is Scorn really going to carry the heavy load? Is that the seller right there? Warhammer Dark Tide. You look at Somerville. We've talked about Replaced, right? Paris going on during the war. That's going to be pushed, right? Slime Rancher 2, Atomic Hearts. You look at these games, you go, those are great and all, but that's not what the big gamer audience wants they want that big triple a title under the belt so they can save the 60 dollars or so and i just don't see it here for the second half of the year you look at the already announced titles and nothing yells at me like starfield and redfall did yeah i i agree i i don't think it's going to be one thing that that could obviously supplement losing Redfall and, and Starfield in 2022. I mean, it is rumored that Forza Motorsport potentially could be this year. So that obviously would be a big feather in their cap uh, coming from an internal studio. Um, I would say the thing with Hellblade 2, and, and this just applies to anything, I wouldn't want to see them push something up the calendar to potentially rush to fill a gap. If, if Hellblade 2, as an example, was a Q1, 2023 game leave it there don't don't rush it into q4 2022 and potentially it's not as polished in q8 as as it should be to try and fill a gap instead like like you you know we talk about replace and stalker 2 we're not going to get those this year because of stuff going on ukraine which is unfortunate replace that was my game that was the game i was looking forward to this year um but you talk about scorn summer summer bills things like that supplement it maybe you know there is a gotham knights or a saints row or teenage mutant ninja turtle partnership deal where sure it'll still show up on the competition systems day one but at least you could say hey it's in game pass day one as well to kind of show people that there is still an incentive to want to be a subscriber to it but as i said before man it's it is going to be interesting on june 12th how this is presented to us and what the message is going to be moving forward i i I do think it it has to be a thing of we're we're no longer what's the word i'm looking for they have to stop promising the future they got to start delivering on it i i think that's the message that they got to go we are going to deliver these things to you instead of promising it and and under delivering unfortunately because again this is what people have been saying this week you know, in the Xbox community, they feel like Xbox Game Studios isn't delivering what they promised us back in 2020. Yeah, that's very well said right there. And I want to end this one with the readoff from Phil Spencer's uh, tweet. And we'll talk one last thing from here before we move on. But Phil Spencer tweeted out and wrote this. These decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams the time to release great games when they are ready, we hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work to better meet those expectations. So that was the big tweet from Phil Spencer. Guys, we've talked about quality and consistency here, but I want to talk about expectations. Here on June 12th, is this the time where maybe we 
kind of better set expectations between the fans and the team over at Xbox. Is that the right venue to do that? Is there a better way to maybe reevaluate these expectations? Because as you said, Paris and Danny, right? We've gone off of the idea of Matt Booty and the team every quarter. We got to hit that. Well, we're not hitting that, right? We've seen quality. Last year, we had the best publisher on Metacritic, right? With the highest score they've ever seen before. But we don't have the consistency. And is that an expectation for me, the gamer, on these teams that are working so hard to create the things that I love? Or is it on them selling me the message saying, hey, this game is coming here, but then we continuously hit oh, well, next year maybe, or the year after that, when is the right time to better set expectations? And will we ever talk about this? Here's what I would do. Yes. <laughs> this, is what I would do. this is what I would do. I would love, and this doesn't have to be at the showcase. This could be later in the year. This could be at XO, fan, whatever they plan to do. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a sit-down conversation with what I consider the three pillars of, of Xbox right now. And that's Mm. Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and that's Matt Booty. And I would love, you might even throw Kareem Chowdhury in there to talk about the cloud aspect, but I would love to see them sit down and have an honest conversation about the current state of Xbox, where, where it is today, where they're trying to take it in the future, some of the successes, some of the failures, and just have an honest conversation about it on what their vision is and what they think expectations should be for for the fans and and the community out there i I, this is where leadership is important in that you you need that leadership voice to carry that message as much as we can sit here and ramble about this stuff all day it carries more weight hearing it from from phil hearing it from sarah or matt booty or whatever as they talk about this is this is what we expect. This is what we want Xbox to be so that you can be happy and have all these amazing experiences and have fun and all that. We realize some of the things that we've let you down on, some of some of the delays and some of the mistakes that we've made along the way. But here's where we're going to go and here's how we're going to get there. I think that would be very important for them to do. And look, and if you need somebody to host it and moderate it, I know hey. Me, thank you, Paris. That's yeah. me. Oh thank my you. God, he's so kind, Dan. He's so kind. <laughs> no, but but being serious for a second, yeah, I would love yeah. to see them have that conversation. I yeah. absolutely would. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, and and here's the thing, I and I agree with you, Paris. I think some the the summer showcase that's not the right place for that. I think that one is more mm-hmm. show us the games, but an actual conversation after the summer, you know, maybe yeah. sometime around September or you know. Maybe like a XO, usually in November. You know, show, let's let's have uh, that type of video sit down. You know, uh, with with all of them. I think that would be great. But yeah, yep, I agree. Yeah, I think it will be really interesting to see where we move. And of course, all eyes turn to June, the Xbox and Bethesda Summer Showcase. What's going to be the big one without Starfield and Redfall? But we'll talk more about that right after I give you a word from our sponsors. Shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode. You know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots? Yeah, life can be hard. Good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer. Of course, I don't need to tell you. I got the MeUndies shirt. I got the MeUndies lounge pants. I'm wearing the MeUndies undies, the socks. Even my face mask is MeUndies. I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro modal fabric and you're going to love it too. I absolutely 
absolutely guarantee it. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first time purchasers, you can get 15% off. If you sign up for the free to join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. Uh, to get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash kinda funny. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence, and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, they also partner with a wide range of card issuers, so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Guys, let's get back to it. Let's stick on the summer showcase because we have Danny in the house, Paris. And, you know, with the guests, why don't we have a little fun? Let's find out what they expect, what they maybe predict can come to the Xbox and Bethesda summer showcase. So I asked Danny before the show, hey, bring me two or three. Let us know what you predict so all of the best friends out there can hear where Danny's mindset is, what he wants to see from the big showcase this summer. Paris doesn't like my my predictions because sometimes I go off the charts. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. All right. So here's the thing. I would love, in my opinion, for me, I would love some type of announcement with Sega. Uh, just a radio man. I've been saying this for a while, Paris, and there's been rumors that finally Sega's been working on two titles, and this uh, Crazy Taxi and also Just a Radio. And I think today there was a couple couple articles, and one of them was from uh, Video Game Chronicles. They're, they also posted that Sega is not only working on those titles, but also working on, on classics, doing remasters and everything of uh, classic IPs from, from Sega. So I would love to see some type of network uh, announcement with both uh, Xbox and Sega. You know, if you go back to the you know, early days of Xbox, they had a strong partnership with Sega, and they had multiple games there, Sega GT, uh, Jesse Radio, Shenmue came out there too, uh, Fanny Star Online, Uni Universe, and also Fanny Star Online, the original game came out uh, with Xbox and, and Sega. So yeah, that's one. Uh, another one, uh, I would like to see more updates about Saints Row. I'm very excited about that. I know that, that game's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. I'm very excited about that. And I just love surprises, show us some new IPs, new experiences. You know, it's cool that we get to see sequels, but show us something brand new that's going to get us excited again, man, you know? So, okay. I like yeah. that, Danny. Always bringing the Sega whenever we talk, which I always. absolutely love and adore. You always have that for me. Yes. But let's keep it going, guys. We talk about the Summer Showcase and missing can, can Redfall. Oh, oh, you're going to add? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have one. I got one. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I have one. Ubisoft Plus. 
Ooh, Game Pass. Okay. When, when we talking about supplementing and showing a reason to keep mm-hmm. it, if they were to make a deal with Ubisoft and we started getting Ubisoft games in, in Game Pass, I think that would be a huge win for them. Um, definitely jumping into that back catalog of games. There's a lot of stuff to deep dive on. Okay. What about talk- Star Wars, maybe, too? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, let's talk about that really quick, Paris. Ubisoft Plus. Am I going to lose EA Play? Do you find a way to bundle both of them? And then my final part is, if you had to choose one, which one are you choosing? Per me personally, yeah. Believe it or not, I'd probably choose Ubisoft. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I would probably if if I had to choose. If you're telling me I got to choose, I would choose Ubisoft. Um, I would hope they would figure out a way to to have both in there. Obviously, they don't have to raise the prices of of Game Pass or anything to do it, but there's more legacy games in the Ubisoft library that I want to play or want to revisit than, than in the EA one. I mean, just, just being, being upfront <laughs> about that. So yeah, I would choose Ubisoft. Okay. Danny, what about you? You brought up star Wars. Are you leaning on the side of EA play? Would you like to see both in there? I'm sure you as a gamer, of course, would love to see both services in there. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'll go with Paris too, man. I think Ubisoft to have a lot more content, stuff that i like you know because ea they have you know some great games uh a lot of the sports games i'm not really into at, at all but yeah ubisoft has you know the classic from assassin's creed yeah, splinter cell creed, yes. oh, um, imagine a, a splinter cell announcement you know oh my god i'll be quiet i'll be wild uh so yeah, what's up no i'm just gonna say if they want to if they want to quote unquote win it win me back and win yeah. e3 and all that just say oh we got splinter cell coming yeah i'm in I'm yeah, you're in. There you go. <laughs> and also, what about uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2? Are we ever going to get to What's see that? that? No, that What's game that that game's not real. That game's not real. Uh, <laughs> the Space Monkey Project. They wanted me to join it, you know? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened. See what I'm saying? Like, don't stop announcing stuff that is not ready. God. Oh, my God. Well, you got to remember the context with, like, the Vivendi takeover, and they're trying to be like, hey, we're Ubisoft. You know, I mean, it's going on. You know, like, trust me. And then, you know, look, oh, look where that turned out. So that was yeah. that was like a very desperate move, I think, to be like, God, ah, gamers, and we're gonna make the the game that you want, and you know, look at us six years later. Yeah, what what was the point of what was the point of that announcement? I, I really don't get it. But but see, like something like that, uh, you know, stop doing that. But show us more content about uh, Skull and Bones. I, I we played that right, Paris, years back. God, at E3. was that 2017? 2017. It was actually fun. I don't know no, why it was. they we had to... fun at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like they 2017. Made... Crazy. Yeah. yeah, they had to start over with with the development and i'm very curious to see how's that gonna look and i'm trying to think of any other thing i I know um avatar maybe might come out sometime this or next year because because of the new avatar movie comes out is that coming out during around that same time too thought they just announced it's going to be early next year no there's three no you got it wrong there's three games and one of them is avatar and they are planning to release it from now to april of 2023 yeah, yeah, and the movie's uh, coming this uh, December, so that would make sense uh-huh. if they're trying to yeah. get yeah. it out. Keep it close, keep time. it close, just right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and if it's three, so it's uh, Skull and Bones, uh, Avatar, and also the Marvel Rabbits. So those are the three oh, big yeah. titles for, for Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to Roller Champions. That's one I can't wait to see, and I hope that is either free-to-play, I'm sure that's going to be microtransaction-heavy like we've seen with a lot of those kind of titles, mm-hmm. or on Game Pass Day 1 would be a great win for me, I think a lot of people will take to that game and really like that. Gives me the vibes of Knockout City that we played with yeah. over at the EA Originals yes. that we all loved. That's the same vibe when I play Roller Champion. So, yeah, the Ubisoft, that would be a great pull. 
Paris. I would be interested to see what that is. We saw the beginning of this partnership, right? We know that two games are coming to Game Pass this month and next, so maybe that snowballs into something else. But if you could give us both of those without a price hike for the entire year, let's say, right? That could be a big win for us. That could be a big win for the gamers out there. Uh, guys, I want to talk about Halo. More specifically, the Halo television show. We haven't caught up in quite some time, and we are one episode away from the se season finale, and we've seen some stuff throughout these eight episodes. Master Chief and all the fans have gone on a ride, and it's very interesting, guys. I'm sure you two see it. There's a clear line in the sand. There are people who are like, I'm enjoying this, and then there are other people who are like, this is awful, and I do not like what they've done with Master Chief and Spartan 117. And we haven't been able to talk about it on the X-Cast, so I wanted to kind of get a, a feel for the both of you. What have you thought so far for the uh, first eight episodes, if you've been keeping up with it? Now, is this a spoiler-free, or, or, or are we going on? We'll, we'll go, uh, oh, man. Uh, you know what? Spoiler-free. You want to give spoiler free? Free? Okay, yes. okay, okay. Okay, we're going to go spoiler free. free. Well, the one, free. the one everybody knows is the mask situation. I felt... Damn, everybody and, knows, and, yep. And, and look, I, I mentioned this to multiple people that worked on this. I even told this to Paris. I felt way too soon. Give us... You know, I get why, why, why you know, they did that. It's a brand new audience. It's just nothing to do with a gaming audience, you know. I get that part. But seeing Master Chief taking that helmet off super quick didn't like that at all and i felt like they're doing it way too many times that it threw me off the whole watching the whole series you know so um that now i think i i've been having fun watching it uh i watched the last episode there was a little couple things there it was kind of weird but i'm excited to see what's next you know usually when i watch a, a show it's good to not know anything about what's gonna get to happen you know it gets me excited I don't want a series to be exactly like the like the video game because you already know what's going to happen. So what is the point for me as a, as a fan? Why I should watch that? You know. So keep it as a surprise. Uh, I'm very excited about what's happening next. It looks it looks good so far. I'm in like in the middle. I give it like the show overall between one out of ten. I give it like around seven or so, maybe a six point five. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I'm not That's too picky. That's where I far as well, Danny. I'm about a, a 6.57. I'm having yeah. a fine time. I'm not looking forward to it each and every week. I'm watching it. And a lot of the time I'm saying, what? No, I don't like that. There's a lot of things here. And I, I agree with you. I think episode one set the precedent of what we're going to do, right? He took off the helmet and then we've just steamrolled past that, right? He took off the suit. Then he was butt naked and we called him Master Cheeks. And it was like, this is just so much here. And it feels like 80% of the series... He's not even in the suit. So I understand from, you know, a storytelling aspect, I guess he doesn't have to be in the suit all the time because it's our own thing. And we're talking to Halsey and other people on base, but man, oh man, it's jarring as a Halo fan to watch this and be like, oh, he's just out of it now. And he's not going to be in it anytime soon. And it is pretty wowing. The Quan storyline, I, you know, just doesn't feel like it's really connected. They just kind of told that story and then left, but also like, is she coming back? There's some pieces there. We won't get into spoilers, but all in all right now, I'm I'm never looking forward to it, but I watch mm -hmm. it because I'm hoping for something great. And I think this last episode did set up something cool for Halo fans who will be like, oh, wow, is that really going to happen? I think that's a great way to at least mm -hmm. entice you for the next week. Mike, very quick question for you. 
I'm, I I get excited every time I see the the action scenes in, in yeah, the series. Yeah. It looks really really good. Even on episode one, I was like, okay, that's that's really cool. And I went to the premiere here in LA. Uh, shout out to three four three and Xbox for inviting me. Uh, but I went there and we got to see it at a, at a movie theater, right? And uh, and previously I got to see it at home on the laptop. Got to see the advanced screening, but then I went to the theater to watch it for the second time, and I liked it more actually when I watched it there. But the crowd that was there, everyone was excited, clapping, screaming. That I was like, okay, this is this is the type of experience that I want, you know. Um, watching something like this, you know, because I loved. I, I think the fighting scenes is is freaking amazing. In this in this series, even the last episode oh. was awesome, right? Yeah. So good fighting Paris, sequence. Paris, Paris wants to say something. Go ahead, Paris. You. No, you you actually bring me up to my point, my thoughts on the series. Mm-hmm. Um, this series is not for fans of the game. That's pretty much my well, determination yeah. for it. Yeah. But I, I also feel they're not 100% sure on the audience that they're trying to get, uh, especially after the last couple of episodes. I'm, I'm confused as to who this is targeted at because I don't feel that is 100% targeted at me. Um, I do love the, the the action scenes that we have had in, in the series. I think they've been been good. And like you said, seeing it in a theater, uh, you know, format probably really enhances that. But some of the other things, the, the humanizing of Chief, and I'm not going to get into spoilers, but the humanizing of Chief feels off to me. I, I can't put my finger on it 100%. I'm, I'm used to him not having a helmet on at this point, but there's something slightly off with it. And I've said it before. I'll still say it again as we, we get to the end of season one. I hope they look back at season one, look at fan feedback and get some lessons learned going into season two before they go into production. But then I wonder, do they really want that feedback? Because it has been a, a huge success for them on Paramount Plus. But again, it's it's not us, the, the, the Halo fans that have been there 20 years that they're trying to grab kind of for what you're saying, Danny. Mm-hmm. we've already seen these stories told, so I don't need them to just tell it again one for one. I understand that, but I just think the direction they're going in it doesn't 100% jive with, with me. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what the final episode looks like. Yeah, You know what? From, from that point, Paris, you mentioned about the, the new story. Even if they use some of the story from the game and from the books, that's fine. You know, add some new characters like Quan. I really like Quan, Mike. I, I think... Uh, in my opinion, I think she is one of the uh, main characters that I like in in, in the show. Um, I like her a lot, and also Pablo's. I think is a great actor too. It's, I mean, it's not his fault no. that uh, the no, the all. show is not the greatest. But but one of the things that really bothers me, and this is from entertainment in general, when there's a, a group of fans that just love, let's say, Halo or Star Wars or even other other TV shows, some of them will also go online and attack the actors and actresses or whoever worked on that on that series. And I think that part that's not a great way to send feedback to the production of uh, the people that work on that at all. Because even uh, Pablo and and the rest of the cast were getting like death threats and all this stuff online. You know that that's not cool at all. You know, so send your feedback, but don't. Don't send that type of feedback to like the actors. So that it's not their fault. They're doing they're just doing their job, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, is right, Danny. That that's wild. But yeah, it's been a, a really interesting one as we near the season finale, and we know that there is a season two. It will be really interesting to see where they take this. And 
Yeah, Paris, you bring up Paramount Plus, right? And it's a big hit for Paramount Plus. This is also a service that we don't really talk about when we talk about the streaming services, right? The Netflix, the Hulus, the HBOs. What is considered a massive hit to Paramount Plus is always going through my mind whenever they tweet that out, right? It's like, is that really this big of a hit? It can't, it can't be that. Their, their big first of, true big hit is going to be Avatar whenever they make a new Avatar show for Paramount Plus exclusively. That's oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be big. Well, I'll tell you this. I watch a lot of Paramount Plus because I'm a huge Big Brother fan. Like, I watch that in Amazing Race and mm. Lost. Uh, not Lost, uh, Survivor, all that stuff. So I watch those shows through Paramount Plus. But the shows that have been successful through that service has always been uh, the Star Trek series. Also, um, I think the new one right now that just came out recently. I think it was World. There, there you go. That one is pretty okay. big. Twilight Zone is pretty big too for, for Paramount Plus. And sometimes they have movies that came out in theaters and they'll come out first through through the service too. Yeah. yeah. But but Halo is the first original series that's gotten this amount of like amount of people watching. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. people. So mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you, Danny. You bring up the action. I think the action would be awesome in a movie theater with a fa- with a group full of fans, right? Like we saw that one action set piece on the second half of the episode would have been awesome with Chief doing everything he did there against the Covenant and seeing the grunts for the first time, seeing the elites and the brutes. I think people would have gone wild in person. Really would have been something special. But we'll find out how it all wraps up next week. I'm excited to uh, hear both of your thoughts later on. But guys, it's been a great episode thus far, and it is time to say goodbye but Danny, before we leave, I always like talking with you. We talked about G4. Uh, I want to talk about Gamertag Radio and what mm-hmm. you and Paris and Peter have been cooking up over there. What is the next big thing? You guys celebrated episode 1000. You've had on awesome guests. Where do we go with Gamertag Radio? What can the fans expect? Uh, Paris, we're not allowed to talk about it, right? <laughs> well, there's something there's something really cool coming out next week. Okay, okay. I'm very excited, and I, and I did it with Paris, yeah, and a couple other people, which I'm not going to throw the name out there, but we're very excited for that to come out. So be on the lookout. We probably will we'll share it sometime next week. And there's another thing that I worked with uh, Microsoft that's also coming out sometime next week. Uh, this one, we've been talking since like September of last year because uh, originally the, the Latinx team in Miami, they uh, interviewed me for Hispanic Heritage Month back in September. And uh, and we had to make some changes because uh, we talked about like my story and my journey with Gamertag Radio and how I worked with Xbox all these years. Um, and that one's coming out sometime sometime next year, next week. Yeah. Okay. So I can't wait for that. And besides that, I don't know if there's anything else, Paris. I mean, we're excited about the summer showcase and summer game fest, everything. So we're probably going to be covering that for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing but cool things, some secret things that these two have up their sleeves. You can go check it out over on Gamertag Radio. Yes. Danny and Paris, it was a great Friday with you guys. I cannot wait to get this episode out to all the best friends. Talk about, of course, Starfield and Redfall being delayed. And look forward to June in the Xbox and Bethesda Summer Showcase. But until then, we have plenty more episodes coming your way. We'll see you all back here next week. Have a great one, gamers. See ya.